Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Ellingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. This episode explores new research, which has found a large number of microplastics in oysters and clams along the Oregon coast in the United States. Synthetic fossils adjoin the coastline. Fallen into dirty piles, they wait to be shucked clean of sand and mud and debris, flowing like tallow beneath the waves. Fleece jackets wick our irritants. Fallen into dirty piles, they wait to be shucked clean of sand and mud and debris, bleeding poisons with every wash. Fragile vessels drink their fill. Fallen into dirty piles, they wait to be shucked clean of sand and mud and debris, diving for answers when we could be diving for pearls. This poem is inspired by research published in Limnology and Oceanography Letters, which has discovered that microplastics are being found in Pacific oysters and razor clams along the Oregon coast with sweat-wicking clothing thought to be one of the main sources of pollution. Microplastics are those plastics that are 0.0001 to 5 millimeters in diameter, and they are currently found in nearly every environment on Earth. These tiny fibers, fragments, films, foams and beads are typically produced from the breakdown of larger plastics that undergo weathering through exposure to processes such as wave action, wind abrasion and ultraviolet radiation from sunlight. Such microplastics may threaten ecosystem balance and natural habitats, particularly in the case of marine life such as Pacific oysters and razor clams along the Oregon coast in the United States, two organisms that have commercial, recreational and cultural importance. During the spring and summer of 2017, Pacific oyster and razor clam samples were collected by researchers from 15 different sites along the Oregon coast. All samples were then transported on ice to the Applied Coastal Ecology Laboratory at Portland State University, where they were rinsed with deionized water to remove sand, mud and debris, before being shucked, i.e. having their shells removed, and placed into clean mason jars to be frozen for further analysis. The researchers from this study found an average of 11 pieces of microplastic per oyster and 9 pieces per clam. Each suspected microplastic encountered during this process was also measured and assigned a particle category, fibre, fragment, film, foam, bead or unknown. During this process the researchers identified nearly all of the microplastics as being microfibres which can come from sweat wicking clothing such as yoga pants and fleece jackets. The microfibres in these clothes are shed during washing where up to 700,000 of them per load of laundry travel out through wastewater and make their way to the coast, where they are then ingested by oysters, clams and other marine life. The researchers also found that spring oysters contained more microplastics than the oysters that were sampled during the summer, leading them to hypothesise that seasonal precipitation and the type of clothing worn in the spring might also be driving factors for the amount of microplastics that end up contaminating marine life. 
Previous studies have shown that microplastics can have negative physiological impacts on marine life such as oysters and clams, leading to reproductive and growth impairments. The precise extent to which microplastics pose a threat to coastal marine ecology or the wider food web, including humans, is still unclear. However, this study provides valuable insights about the spatial and temporal variability in microplastics across coastal regions, highlighting the acute danger that they pose to the natural environment. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Synthetic fossils adjoin the coastline. Fallen into dirty piles, they wait to be shucked clean of sand and mud and debris, flowing like tallow beneath the waves. Fleece jackets wick our irritants. Fallen into dirty piles, they wait to be shucked clean of sand and mud and debris, bleeding poisons with every wash. Fragile vessels drink their fill. Fallen into dirty piles, they wait to be shucked clean of sand and mud and debris. Diving for answers when we could be diving for pearls. section of the podcast I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode I'll be reading What Makes a Pearl by Emily Rose Cole. Emily Rose Cole is an American poet, singer and disability studies scholar originally from Amos, Pennsylvania. Her chapbook of persona poems in the voice of mythological and historical women, Love and a Loaded Gun, was released from Minerva Rising Press in 2017 and her poetry has received awards from Jabberwock Review, Ruminate Magazine, Philadelphia Stories, The Orison Anthology, and the Academy of American Poets. Cole holds an MFA from Southern Illinois University, Carbondale, and is currently pursuing a PhD in Poetry and Disability Studies at the University of Cincinnati. What Makes a Pearl? By Emily Rose Cole. When she died, I took my mother's socks, those fuzzy polka-dotted ones she'd worn in hospice. I wore them all through winter. Maybe that's creepy. But is it really so different from the necklace she willed to me? That single pearl clinging to its strand of silver. The necklace isn't creepy. Every day for a year I hung it over my heart. Even in the shower. Even when it felt heavy as a beggar's first coin. I want to say that having those things was like having a scar but worse. In winter... Socks are as inevitable as scars, except there's more choice in it. When I was cold, I chose which socks and whose. But I'm wrong. These tokens I harvested from her deathbed are more like the pearl, or rather, what makes a pearl? That piece of sand, the irritant that the nacre builds itself around, that tiny, everyday object, that little by little learns. To glow. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode, or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podsbean.com. That's scipoetry.podsbean.com where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. <music>